Hi, welcome to the Bucko Fever Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Franson. Uh, thanks for giving me a listen today. And if you hadn't, if you've been looking for me, I have been on vacation for the past week. Um, so this is really going to be a week in, re- just a week in review, even though I didn't do one for um, the previous week, but that's okay. We're going to take a look at some of the Pirates moves um, this week, some interesting ones. Um, of course, talk about, you know, the, one of their better pitching prospects making his debut yesterday. Um, and just the, the week in review. And it was a pretty good week for the Pirates. I mean, they, the offense came around, got some really good pitching performances. Um, so we'll take a look at all of that. And, um, and who knows, maybe some more. So, um, but before we do that, let's have a message from Anchor. So, yeah, like I said, I'm back from vacation. Had a nice, uh, long week, uh, just away from everything, uh, you know, with the family. It was uh, great. First vacation probably in two or th- well, at least two years, maybe even three. Uh, but it was really, it was really, really nice. Um, was able to check out and watch um, some of the Pirates, some of the games. Uh, and, you know, it was a, it was a good week. <laughs> um, you know, split with uh, the White Sox and then, you know, took three or four from the Cardinals. And that's always good. Uh, I love when the Pirates beat the Cardinals. Um, but you know, it was, um, it it was a good week. It was good to see them come back. Um, you know, the weekend before, um, since I didn't have a, a weekend review, uh, the weekend, uh, the weekend before with the, the Cleveland series, uh, that was a good one. You know, the offense really kind of finally, or, you know, had a nice week where they, they woke up, um, and, and the pirates, uh, you know, really needed that. Um, and you know, and it, it's the, the offense, it's the usual suspects, man. I mean, it's the same guys game after game that seem to produce. And it is always the top four spots, um, in the order, Frazier, Hayes, uh, Reynolds, Moran, um, Stallings is fine. Uh, Stallings is, you know, hit or miss. Um, but, you know, you have a couple home runs for Polanco. And then, you know, yesterday on, on Sunday, you know, Gamble goes uh, three for three. And I did see an interesting stat on Gamble um, that since joining the Pirates, he's hitting 250. Um, his average for the season is 228. Uh, Gamble's an, Gamble's an interesting guy. Um, I, I really like, uh, Gamble, uh, for, uh, you know, for what he is. He's not going to be an all-star. Um, he's not gonna, um, he's not going to hit 30 home runs. Like, but he is a serviceable major league player. And what's really nice about, uh, Gamble is, they can keep him next year. Uh, and that's one thing the Pirates, you know, as this season, 
goes on, one thing they're going to have to keep in mind is they're going to have to clear some some roster spots. Uh, they have a lot of guys becoming Rule 5 eligible. And there's been a handful of guys that they've been able to kind of sneak through uh, the last uh, year or so uh, just because of youth. And they have a bunch of those guys that aren't, you know, aren't that young anymore, or they're they're having real breakout seasons. Like a guy like Santiago Flor or yeah, uh, Flores. Um, you know, he's been pitching very well. Um, so, you know, somebody like that, you have to think about protecting them now. So. You know, some of these, some of the guys on on this team, guys like uh, uh, outside of the guys that are going to be traded, like Frazier, uh, you know, some of the the pitching, some of the bullpen, uh, you know, some of uh, you know one or two of the starters, uh, you know, they're they're going to get dealt. That's going to free up some spots, but some of the guys they bring back may also have to go on the forty man. And so the outfield <laughs> the outfield for the Pirates uh in you know as I've talked about before in AAA there's not a whole lot there unless you wanted to give Anthony Alford another shot. Uh Jared Oliva is already on the 40 man, he'll be up. Um but they're really poised to uh Ben Gamble's really poised to keep a spot. Because truthfully, um there's a handful of other guys on this team that are doing nothing to solidify a spot, uh, and guys that that aren't uh, that aren't tradable. So, like, if you, looking at the roster, um, you know there there's people like uh, like Eric Gonzalez. Yes, defensively, uh, he's fantastic. It's hard. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody that really, that's uh, that's a whole lot better than him defensively, but offensively, uh, it's just abysmal. Um, you know, I was surprised that they kept him uh, this year. I thought he'd be DFA'd for sure, uh, but you know, I, I he's on the bubble, um, and then you, you got the you old know, Kai Tom. I gotta believe he's probably not gonna make it. I guess the hope there would be that you could DFA him at the end of the season, and you know, hoping nobody claims him. Um, but then another guy who, you know, earlier in the season, I really really liked. Um, was Phil Evans. And Phil Evans has um, kind of just bottomed out. Um, he hasn't done... He had a home run uh, earlier, or, you know, last week, but that's, like, all he's done offensively. Uh, you know, he started so hot there in April... Played really well in the spring, well last year, and you know before he got hurt, uh, he's the reason why Todd Frazier didn't make this team. Um, out of the out of the gate, anyway. But 
you know, leading up to him getting hurt this year, his batting average just kept kept plummeting. And, you know, he had a couple games where he had multiple hits. But really, his, you know, his, he's hitting... He's hitting 216. Uh, you know, last you know, last week he he had a few hits. He had a two for four game uh, against Chicago. Uh, you know, he hit a home run um against St. Louis uh, in the first game of the series there, but uh, not a whole lot else and he's striking out um, quite a bit he struck out three times there on Saturday or sorry on Friday so for me even though he does have options Phil Evans is one of those guys that I really think at this point he needs to finish strong to be to be a, an option for these guys off the bench. So, like, Ben Gamble is a true outfielder. This team lacks true outfielders. Um, and, you know, Polanco's going to be gone. Uh, they're not, he won't be back. Uh, the hope, My hope is that they can figure out a way to trade him, but I'm not holding my breath on that one. Uh, you know, so you're going to have Brian Reynolds... And who knows what else? And Ben Gamble gives you something. Um, so I, I like that. Um, so, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, st- we'll see what happens there. Uh, there's going to be a lot of moving uh, pieces in the minors here um, over the next, uh, you know, month. Uh, with players going out, um, I, you, I got it. There's gonna Altuna is loaded with guys who are pushing for a promotion, so you got to figure that a lot of these random um, bench guys in in um, in Indy might be you know looking elsewhere. Uh, you know we might see guys like Kevin Kramer and. Um, Maybe even Anthony Alford, uh, you know, slowly kind of getting weeded out. And we saw that this week. That's one thing I did want to make talk about. Uh, We saw the Pirates make a deal. You know, they traded surplus and were able to bring in um, a young young player. Um, So uh, earlier in the week... Uh, the Pirates traded uh, Troy Stokes Jr. Uh, and Jondal Gustave. Uh, Gustave, we haven't seen anything from. Uh, he was, you know, signed last year. I'm surprised we didn't see him, uh, but for whatever reason, we didn't. Um, so Pirates traded. Uh, Troy Stokes Jr., who we've already seen in, in his limited time in the big leagues, didn't do a whole lot. Um, but he, he flipped them for uh, a 17-year-old catcher, Samuel um, Escudero. 
And I compare this trade to being what the Pirates would have done last year uh, or one of those sneaky Neil Huntington deals uh, that would have brought in uh, that, that would have been able to bring in international slot space. And since they don't have that this year, it's almost essentially what this is because this, this kid was just signed um, in the 2021, you know, period. So it's essentially like you're, you know, you, you, you picked up a guy. Uh, Pirates may have been looking at him uh, during the signing period. So they probably had some kind of uh, uh, book on him. So they knew what they, what they were getting. I love deals like this. You know, it's 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 kind of like uh, the the Huntington deal, uh, where you know you trade Jordan Luplo and uh, uh, Max Moroff for Eric Gonzalez, and then two lottery ticket prospects. One being Tanaj Thomas, who looks like he could be, you know, a big part of the future here for the Pirates. Um, and then Dante Mendoza, who we have yet we haven't seen yet. I believe he's going to be in the uh, the Florida Coast League uh, this year. But but man, I mean that's a great deal. They also uh, now this wasn't this week, but another deal that I didn't get to talk about was they traded uh, outfielder uh, Jose Baroa uh, for Taylor Davis. Um, you know Davis catches plays a little third uh he you know he might be somebody that they're setting things up for uh you know a spot next year but you know there's going to be a lot of little deals like this um i think the pirates are going to be looking to to sell um anything they can and since there isn't that international slot money this is an option you know picking up these really, really young lottery ticket guys, uh, you know. So keep an eye on that stuff. Um, you know, as we go, um, there's going to be more and more, uh, you know, wheeling and dealing. Uh, but um, the one, one thing, the the big news this week, outside of that. Those wild, those wild trades was the uh, the big league debut uh, for Max Cranick, and um, I've always liked Max Cranick. Uh, I, I think you know he's one of those guys. Uh, before the season, I kind of pegged as being. Um, I actually thought he might start in Indy, um, but um, he didn't. But he moved up pretty quick. Um, so that was uh, good to see. So, like, his minor league numbers aren't... Um, this year, anyway, aren't mind blowing. Um, but what Cranick does is he doesn't really walk anybody, uh, which is great. 
has really good command. Um, you know, for Altoona, he pitched in three games, um, 15 and two-thirds innings, uh, gave 14 hits, seven runs, uh, two, uh, two walks, and 16 strikeouts. Uh, held opponents to a 233 average. In AAA, he pitched in four games. ERA was 4.66 in 19 and a third innings, uh, 20 hits, 10 runs, uh, walked seven but struck out 20. Opponents had an average of 263. Now, if you go off those numbers, why did they promote Max Kranich? And it really, um, the thing with Kranich was um, the, his, his stats um, aren't, don't accurately show how good um, he was for uh, Indianapolis. So in his starts at Indy, he was kind of, uh, kind of all over the place. His first start with Indy, he went five innings, gave up four hits, one run on a solo homer, didn't walk anybody, but struck out six. His second outing, four and a third innings, seven hits, four runs, two walks, and only one strikeout. So he got hit a little bit there. His third start, five innings, one hit, three walks, nine Ks. Best outing of his um, of his season in in the minors. Uh, his last start in Indy, five innings, eight hits, five runs, two walks of four Ks. So again, good, and not so good. Good, not so good. Um, and then we saw what we <laughs> what we saw yesterday. Five innings of perfect ball. Three strikeouts. And uh, I will say, I didn't get to watch this game because I was driving um, (laughs) up uh, from Florida, uh, heading back home. But I did get to listen to it. And I did get to watch um, some of the highlights. And and the thing about Kranich was just battled. Like, he just went after guys. Um, He came up, was confident, confident. and that's that's what you'd love to see. Now you don't want to. I hate getting too excited about somebody's first start. Um, the potential is there, but Nick Kingham had the potential there. Uh, what I think we're seeing, and hopefully I'm right, what I think we might be seeing here is um, Max Kranich is one of these guys that is getting a little bit of a push because of the the um, failed development last year. Now, he was at the alternative site, so he did work on stuff. Um, and from what I have read and, and, and heard, you know, the Pirates were really, really happy with what he did there. Um, but, you know, the stuff plays better than the stats. Um, you know, guys are going to get moved. Uh, and Kranich's just one of, the, one of those people. He, they liked what they're seeing out of a AAA. Let's bring them up, give them a look, 
uh, work him in like they did with Yehure earlier in the season, spot start, send him back down. Now, he very well could be back up. Um, and uh, I hope I hope he is. But, you know, he's a he's a nice piece. You know, this rotation for the next for next year is already kind of taking shape. Now, a lot kind of depends on what they do with uh with certain guys like uh like what they decide to do with a guy like Chad Cool. Um you know, Brault. You know, once Brault comes back, what are they? What are they going to do with him? Does he still? You know, if he pitches well, do they trade him in the off season? Uh, but I think right now, I think that the big, uh, the big guns. <laughs> I think you. You know, it's JT Brubaker. Uh, probably Miguel Yehure. As long as the, the, the health's there, uh, you're probably looking at uh, Max Kranich. Definitely can be talked about to be in that mix. Maybe uh, Cody Pounce. Chad Cool, Stephen Brault, Will Crow also in that mix. And then Chase DeYoung. Chase DeYoung's an interesting one. I could see him... I don't know how much trade value he actually has at the moment. Um, I would say there's some. Uh, I don't think it's anything um, significant. But if you look at DeYoung, his five starts with the Pirates have kind of been they've been solid. First start was great. Five innings three hits, one run two walks, five Ks. Second start, five innings seven hits, five runs uh, one walk five Ks. Third start, five innings four hits uh, two runs Four walks, two Ks. Uh, next start, four innings, four runs, one uh, one run, two walks and five Ks. And then his last start, four and two-thirds, seven hits, four runs, uh, two walks and six Ks. You know, he's factoring in <laughs> um, because, you know, he has a lot of team control. He just... He was one of these guys that has never been able to put it together. You know, was highly touted. You know, he's a second-round pick back in 2012. So, uh, the potential was there. You know, does he stick? Um, You know, who knows? And then, on the outskirts of that, you have guys... um, like uh, uh, Ro- uh, Ronsi Contreras and, and uh, Osvaldo Bito and um, all those other guys down in Altoona um, that 
Um, that are pitching with uh, Travis McGregor. Um, you know, and then maybe, you know, Cody Bolton should be back next year. And all those guys I just mentioned should be, with the exception of maybe Bolton, um, uh, should be up in um, in Indy next year. Uh, who knows where they'll put Omar Cruz? You know, he just moved up to to Altoona, uh, had his first double-A start, and had a pretty a pretty good one. Six innings pitched, five hits, uh, one unearned run, didn't walk anybody, and struck out two. Um, pretty good. <laughs> you know, you, that's that's what you want to see. Um, you know, in the, in those debuts, you want to see them be able to come up, go right after them, um, and um, and have some success. So, um, so like when. When I look at the the stats and when I follow like the 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 prospects every week, you know you're really looking for guys uh, who are having consistent um, success. Those are the guys that are going to move around, and I really think at some point here in the next couple weeks, um, we're going to see a big. Uh, we're going to see a push. We're going to see guys get moved around. Um, and I, I talk about it on probably each one of my weekend reviews. This Altoona team, aside, you know, from the, if I don't talk about the starters that I mentioned, um, they have a couple really good relievers that, you know, are, are, are putting together some solid, uh, solid numbers. You know, one Shea Murray, and Shea Murray was one of my under the radar guys before the season uh, because he just throws so hard. Uh, but he's he's really he's really producing, <laughs> uh, and as of late, I believe. Um, he was doing um, doing a lot better. Um, but, you know, on the season, he has a 233 ERA, 15 games, uh, three saves, 19 in the third inning, 17 hits. So um, he was getting hit around early. That seems to have kind of um, lightened up a little bit. It's only he's given up five earned runs, uh, only one home run. He's walked eighteen and struck out twenty six. So the whip is one point eight one. I think he'll he'll probably uh, be in line for a promotion, just based on the stuff, um, and to see what he could do against uh, better uh, better hitters. 
Um, and then John O'Reilly, one of my, um, one of my other under the radar guys. O'Reilly has uh, given up a lot of hits uh, this year so far. I know he's uh, in talking to him. He, he said he was working on um, some things like another pitch. Um, you know, so twenty two and a third innings, giving up twenty nine hits. 11 earned runs. Um, he's only... He's walked seven guys and struck out 15. So opponents are hitting 312 against him. Um, I think he, he's he's better than that. And I wouldn't be surprised to see him get promoted too. But like... Hunter Stratton's another one that's pitching very well. So there's arms like... Up and down this roster... But offensively, um, this team is playing very, very well. Uh, you know, Dolfo Castro. Is hitting 314 with nine home runs. Uh, he should be promoted, uh, especially since we've already kind of seen him. Um in that short, short look in the big leagues, um, I think, you know, he'll move up. O'Neill Cruz, uh, of course, uh, one of the Pirates, you know, bigger prospects, 290, uh, eight home runs. Uh, he's uh, struck out 42 times in 169 um, at bats. Uh, but, you know, he had a, he was on fire and he's really been. Um, you know, pretty consistent uh, over the last uh, several weeks. Uh, Mason Martin's played well. He's been play- playing a lot better lately. Uh, he had a pretty rough spot. Uh, but, you know, with uh, Martin, he's the power guy. Uh, so for the season, you know, he's hitting 253 with nine home runs. Uh, he struck out 60 times and 162 at bats. You know, he probably will move up. What you got to remember is, too, and like I know I've talked about it before, AAA doesn't have anybody that's really blocking anyone. Uh, all the guys in AAA, uh, with the exception of like Jared Oliva, uh, you know, the offensive guys anyway, uh, are. I don't want to say expendable, but a lot of them we all we kind of know that who they are, um, and they don't really fit in the long term plans. But another guy who's been playing very well um, is Cal Mitchell, um, two ninety six, six home runs, um, and um, Kanan Smith in uh, in Jigba has uh, has really come on. Uh, he started very well. He slumped off. Uh, average dropped all the way to 200 um, at one point in uh, early June. That was June 2nd. Um, currently, uh, he's brought that average up to 263. Um, and he has three home runs. He's not a big power guy. Um, but 137 at bats, struck out 38 times. Uh, Nine, 
nine stolen bases, 24 walks. So he gets on base uh, at a decent clip. Again, you could easily move these guys up. And the cool thing is right behind them are more, are more guys coming from Greensboro. Now, with Greensboro, big news this week for Greensboro was the return of Nick Gonzalez. Um, the Pirates, arguably their number one prospect. Um, <laughs> that offense for um, for Greensboro with uh, Nick Gonzalez in the lineup is um, is pretty uh, is pretty tough. Uh, I mean, they've got Nick Gonzalez, uh, Leo Verpiguero, um, uh, Jared Triolo has, has come on as of late um, as well. He's hitting very well. Um, Matthew Fraser, who you know, I, I've talked about him the past couple weeks, and man, he has really come on. And this is what I was hoping for. You know, one of these outfielders at this level to really step up. And that's been that's been Fraser at this point. Um, you know, hit three oh four, ten home runs. Um in hundred and eighty one at bats, he struck out forty times, walked twenty five times, um seven stolen bases. You can't really I mean, he's just playing very well. And then the other like guy, uh, Fabricio Macias, who I mentioned on Twitter the other day, I've really been kind of following him over the last uh, the last week or so, or a couple weeks. He's up to three thirty three, arguably the best hitter right now on this team. Um, you know, one hundred fifty at bats, struck out thirty four times, um, only walked nine. Uh, but you know, six home runs, three thirty-three average. Um, that's that's pretty solid. And then you have guys like Lolo Sanchez, who's been up and down. Uh, uh, Chase Murray, um, also joined um, Greensboro. He's only played in a handful of games, uh, seven games, twenty-six at bats. He's hitting 346, two home runs, five still uh three stolen bases. Uh you know, they're working him in. Um and, and, and he's he's hitting the ball. So um and then you have Aaron Shackelford who's uh, got some pop down there. Um too. So it's just a really fun team to watch because Outside of, you know, if you look other than the offense, the pitching, and I think my star of the week, uh, pitching wise, Carvin Majinski, this is a guy to watch. Um, you know, competitive balance pick last year, picked 31st overall, um, hadn't really pitched. Um, 
a whole lot in his uh, in his uh, amateur career, but man, this guy in seven games, he's got a one seven two ERA. He's given up six earned runs in 31 and a third innings. Only walked nine guys, struck out 46. If there's a guy to to tag as being ready to come up to Altoona um, from this group, it's, um, it's Majinski. With Michael Burrows being behind him. You know, Burroughs has pitched very well this year. So, it, it's fun to see. And one other guy that's, that's moved up already to Greensboro um, that has done uh, pretty well is J.C. Flowers. Um, I like this kid a lot. Uh, I mean, so far for Greensboro, uh, he uh, has pitched in four games, ERA at 150, 18 innings pitched. He's given up three earned runs. He's walked one, struck out 13. Uh, before that, in Brainton, you know, he was pretty much the same guy. And that's 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 good to see when there isn't a drop, um, when he's just kind of, you know, kept it at the same level, but at a different level of uh, the of the big of the uh, minors. So, uh, yeah, this is <laughs> uh, this is a fun team to watch. Bradenton has its guys too. I'm not going to get too um, too into Bradenton at the moment, uh, but uh, yeah, this is a this is fun to see these guys developing and um, playing at the level that they're at. Um, and I think, like, with the – for the Pirates, um, you know, and, and there's – trade rumors are starting. Uh, we already saw that little deal. Um, you know, the, the names are going to start flying out there. Uh, this week, a lot of guys got hurt. Uh, Cleveland lost uh, Josh, Josh Naylor. Um, the Giants – lost uh Tommy Estella. So these teams that are they're trying to contend and, and of course the White Sox with Nick Madrigal, you know, they need uh, they need people. And the Pirates are gonna be a team that people call. And and I think that um you know guys like Adam Frazier are definitely, definitely going to be, uh, the name's going to be thrown around a lot. 
So not only do the Pirates already have a really strong system, and I really think like by the time it's all said and done this year, um, their system will uh, jump in the rankings. I think it'll be um, it'll be in the top um, handful of um, of farm systems. And it could be even more depending on what they get for guys like Frazier or uh, Tyler Anderson or Richard Rodriguez or uh, any of these bullpen arms. You know, see what see what they can do there. But, I mean, at this point, I think you're just building around Hayes and possibly Brian Reynolds. Uh there's talk about, you know, a lot of, it's fun to talk about these blockbusters and, you know, packaging Reynolds and uh, Rich Rod or somebody to get like four, five, six, you know, big prospects. Um, and that's fun and all, but really the Pirates aren't in a position where they have to trade Reynolds. Uh, the Pirates are in a position where they have to listen uh, to any offers for any of their guys. And if any of, like right now, anybody on this major league team is tradable. Probably you could pull Hayes out of that equation. Uh, But honestly, I think if the right deal came up, anybody could go. Um, I don't think Reynolds will get traded. I don't think, you know, I don't think Hayes will get traded. Moran... Um, you know, if he could stay healthy, uh, I could see him getting traded. I think he could be more of an off-season guy. Uh, I did see that he got hit in the hand today, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, overall, you know, I love watching these prospects. If, uh, if you can't just follow them, follow along. Just check the check the box scores. Uh, check the. Uh, the game day uh, stuff on uh, the minor league baseball app. Um, you know, w- watch what these guys do, and and you know you and any of them can at some point fall flat, uh, but I think that this, I think that Ben Charrington and his team, his. Uh, crew and all the coaches throughout the system, uh, I, I think are really focused uh, more on developing and working with guys and finding out what works for them um, than really trying to force anything on them, like force fastball usage or force whatever. Um, and I think what we've seen is um, a good example of that is Max Cranick. Uh, Joel Handerhan's been working with him in in Indianapolis. Um, he really likes what he sees out of him. The Pirates the whole really like what they see out of him. Got himself a promotion, even though you know his numbers weren't uh, out of this world. They're solid in AAA, you know. But it was good start, bad start, good start, bad start. Does that normally earn you a promotion? No, but I think they're thinking differently now. Um, I think this team, when you have 
when you have a strong, um, high quality uh, crop of prospects, this is what you, you can afford to kind of rush somebody a little bit. You're not really worried about service time. Now, Max Kranich is not a Nick Gonzalez. Uh, you know, he's not maybe in the same talk as like a Quinn Priester. Still a good prospect. Uh, you know, but, you know, you might be a little bit more hesitant to lose service time on like a Nick Gonzalez or somebody like that. Uh, but, but hey, limited time in AAA, got the promotion. That has not been something the Pirates uh, had been overly willing uh, to do over the last several years. So um, it's a step in the right direction. I hope we see more. Um, I really think we're going to see more promotions. Contreras, uh, you know, he goes you know, this week, see what he does. Maybe it's time, um, especially if you're going to uh, keep, if you end up moving Kranich back up to the big leagues, uh, you know, they, they, they you know, sent him back down, brought up Cody uh, uh, Pounce, see what he could do again, you know. So who knows what happens here. But I, I think that what's going to be interesting to really watch is Ben Charrington's uh, willingness to, to move guys. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to see a, a lot of guys move up here soon. So uh, we'll see what happens. So that's episode. That's the episode for today. Um, I just wanted to, you know, talk about what, you know, the last week, um, really, I just seem to be saying the same thing every week. It's just the same four, four guys hitting one or two guys popping up this week. You know, Polanco had a couple of home runs, but, um, and then the prospects and, and that's what this team, uh, is really, um, that's what's really making it uh, a lot of fun to watch, like a lot of fun to, to think about the future and really kind of know or kind of have a, I have a stronger sense that they're heading in the right direction um, than I've had in a long time, which is really cool. And I hope you do too. Um, so again, if you want to check me out on social media, uh, but at Bucko Fever Pod on Twitter. I do uh, post on. Uh, I do tweet. <laughs> we could talk on there. Send me a, a, a message. We'll talk some uh, talk some Buckos. Uh, Facebook Bucko Fever Podcast. Uh, Bucko Fever Podcast dot com, uh, home of the blog, uh, which uh, you know with vacation and everything, uh, it's been. Uh, it's been a struggle for me to to finish writing uh, the the piece that I've been working on for a while, where I really you know I'll talk about the prospects uh, and give you like my top list. Uh, but keep an eye out for that. Hopefully, again, like I say every other week, hopefully this week is the week I put it together. Um, and you know, keep an eye out. I'll probably have another podcast, another episode out um, this week. So. Uh, Again, I, I really appreciate you listening. Uh, I've really, uh, I've I've been really happy with with how many people uh, 
listen to this and seem to get something out of it. Uh, I love talking about the Pirates. I try to, you know, be uh, real. Uh, not all gloom. It's not all gloom and doom. Um, there's, you know, some good stuff happening here. So, um, again, you know, thanks for listening. Uh, and, you know, have a good one. <laughs>